Oh man, oh my, oh my. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Desert Island Games. My name is Richard, sounding sexier than ever, as you can hear. And I do apologise. Again, this week you're going to have to listen to my dulcet tones talking about the gaming news um, as we do go into another in a chatless week, uh, but they are coming. Don't worry, they are returning. I just want to reassure you. But anyway, let's crack on. Before we do crack on, thank you to everyone who supports me over at patreon.com slash Desert Island Games. If you wish to support me and the, all the stuff that I do here, more content is on its way. I promise you, more content is coming. Go over to patreon.com slash Desert Island Games and support me for as little as a dollar. I just listened to that section back before I've started this section, and my God, do I sound bunged up today. Um, my lad had COVID, which is a thing that happens, um, uh, which is why this didn't go out earlier. I did a test. I'm negative. What, what is up with that? Uh, but I've got the runniest nose in history. I'm running a half marathon this weekend. Absolutely crazy, uh, crazy scenes here in the UK, but Let's talk about the gaming news, and I think some of the big news coming out of this week is the fact that PlayStation has finally released its Project Spartacus, or the information around its Xbox Game Pass like competitor, if you like. Um, now, some may say we shouldn't compare the services, but I'm going to, because currently Xbox Game Pass is one of the, if not the best value for money, subscription service for games out there. For those who don't know, the uninitiated, or you've been living under a rock, Xbox Game Pass is you pay a flat fee each month and you get access to over 100 games. Now, there are uh, two levels to this. You've got your base subscription, which is on console and PC. There's the big thing on PC um, for here in the UK of £8.99. I expect at some point that'll probably go up. It's still well worth it. Access to over 100 titles and Xbox Day One exclusives. That's going to include, in the future, Activision Blizzard stuff, if you want to class that as a great exclusive. Uh, Bethesda, all the studios from Bethesda, so stuff like Starfield, will be Xbox Day One exclusive, which you'll be able to access on Game Pass. Then you have its second tier, which is like $10.99, which includes Xbox Game Pass console, for your console, your PC, and your cloud gaming. Now, I don't know if this includes its multiplayer element. I think that's... Uh, Microsoft Gold. I might be wrong, but someone can probably uh, tell me that. I think there is even a third subscription tier where it includes the whole lot. Now, again, may be completely wrong, and I could probably just check by booting up the Xbox app as we speak. Um, but I say this again. So let's do the see all plans. Um, Game Pass um, Ultimate, play over 100 quality games across devices, including day one releases from Xbox Studios, Bethesda uh, Software Studios, plus Indie and Blockbuster. Um, and it includes uh, cloud gaming, uh, which is 1099 It does also include Xbox Live Gold, which is your online stuff. So there you go. It, for 1099 it includes everything. It is one of the best deals. I'm sorry I completely utterly screwed that section up, but there you go. I am who I am. And I get it wrong all the time. So eight ninety or seven ninety nine and ten ninety nine for all that stuff. So I'll I'll go over it again, just so you know. Seven ninety nine gets you play a library of hundred PC games, but you don't get the console games. Exclusive member discounts and deals, you get that new exclusive Xbox exclusives on the day they release. Uh, you don't get the Xbox Live Gold. Enjoy free perks, you don't get that. EA Play, you get that. Play console games from the cloud, you don't get that. 
you get for ten ninety nine the play uh, so you can do the PC games, the console games, exclusive member discounts, exclusive Xbox uh, re- day one releases, Xbox Live Gold, enjoy free perks, EA Play, and play console games from the cloud. So that's what you get for your two different prices. PlayStation have finally, finally released their thing. And I've got an episode that I'm currently in the process of writing on my experience with PlayStation Now on PC. So this is really apt for what Sony are now doing. All new PlayStation Plus launches in June with 700 plus games and and more value than ever. This is directly from the PlayStation blog, so it's always going to be a bit biased on the value department because they're they want you to they want to sell their product. Value is determined by what you can afford, not by what the big companies and corporations say is good value for money. I think Xbox Game Pass is good value for money if you are on a tight budget and you've got a PC and you want to play some games or you've got an Xbox and you want to play solid games, not just Xbox exclusive, but other party uh, software as well. You know, games like Dragon Quest XI-S, Code Vein, some of the RPGs that I can think of. There's racing games on there, sports games. There's so much on there that keeps you going for, for hours and hours and hours. You essentially wouldn't need to buy many games if you just bought an Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. But as I said, the all new PlayStation Plus launches in June with 700 plus games. We're going to read this from the PlayStation blog. Since launching PlayStation Plus in 2010, Sony Interactive Entertainment has been at the forefront of innovation with game subscription services. We were thrilled to be the first console uh, membership service that included a fresh library of games through PlayStation Plus and also launched the first console game streaming services with PlayStation Now. Now, I used to have a PlayStation. I used to have PlayStation Plus. One of the best things I ever got out of PlayStation Plus was Rocket League. That that game like was thrown out by developers and it came to PlayStation Plus. And, and amazing. Wow, wow. Excellent. Um, today, we are pleased to share with you the official news about changes coming to the subscription service this June. We're bringing together PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now in all new PlayStation Plus subscription service that provides more choice for, to customers across three membership tiers globally. Our focus is providing high-quality, created content with diverse portfolio games. Below is an overview of the three membership tiers. Now, so, rewind. Before they had PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus was their subscription service so you could play online with your friends. I've never understood that. Why I can have a PC and play online with my friends for free, apart from paying to my ISP, but if I got a console, I've got to pay a fee. Anyway, we move. It's been like that for years, and we carry on. PlayStation Plus was that subscription service, and you'd get daily, re- uh, monthly refreshes of free games as long as you had your PlayStation Plus subscription. And that was like seven or eight pounds. That's essentially what you know the equivalent to PC Game Pass is. I'm using PC Game Pass by the way because I don't have a con- an Xbox console. I've got the PC uh, comparison. Um, and now they're kind of squishing them together. So now you'll have PlayStation Plus, the new, you know, the new one, but they given them all new names. Um, and PlayStation Now was their subscription-based service that you could download on the PC, you could use on different uh, PlayStation consoles, and you could play a range of PlayStation games through a uh, cloud streaming. Now, I've never had the internet bandwidth here at my home to be able to do cloud game streaming. Now I have. I GeForce Now, I've been using the 3080 tier. 
next week we'll be going to talk about my experiences with the 3080 tier. I've been using Stadia on and off. So I can do the cloud streaming really well. And PlayStation Now is one of the worst cloud streaming services I've ever used on my PC. I couldn't log in. I couldn't do anything. Genuinely could not do anything. Could not even activate a subscription for some unknown reason. It was awful. So... That's been my experience, and essentially I've just ruined the show of me talking about it, but I couldn't do anything with it. So let's go through the three tiers that PlayStation Plus is now becoming. You've got PlayStation Plus Essential, which the benefits of this provides the same benefits as PlayStation Plus members are getting today, such as two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage game, uh, saved games, online multiplayer access. There are no changes for the existing PlayStation Plus member in this tier. Um, and... It looks like it's getting slightly cheaper, I think. Price uh, for PlayStation Plus Essential remains the same as the current price for PlayStation Plus. So it stays the same. So it's actually slightly cheaper, $6.99, which isn't bad in subscription term service-like terms. It's not a bad price. It really isn't. And I think that's kind of a, a reasonable ballpark for your subscription service. You get a couple of games each month. You get exclusive discounts. You get your cloud storage, which should never be locked behind a paywall and you get online multiplayer access again i don't like the fact that online multiplayer access is also locked behind a paywall but there we are playstation plus extra just in case it needs to be any more confusing is provides all the benefits from the previous tier but adds a catalog of 400 of the most enjoyable ps4 and ps5 games including blockbuster hits from our playstation studios catalog and third-party partners Games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. So you get access to over 400 games. Now, they've said that it's the most enjoyable, but it will be essentially PS4 and PS5 games. And they have like a PlayStation Studio. Like that's the equivalent of what used to be PlayStation, like Platinum. The platinum stuff the studios is uh the it's got the red banner over the the, the case so you'll be able to play things like god of war uh horizon zero dawn you know those kind of games and any games that they deem fit from their third party partners so that's kind of cool and you could download them and play them straight to your system 10.99 in the uk uh and then your region equivalent and then what we've got here is playstation plus premium Provides all the benefits from the above. Adds an extra 340 additional games, including PS3 games via cloud streaming. A catalogue of beloved classic games in both streaming and downloadable options from original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PSP generations. Offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games. Offering an extra premium tiers in the markets. Where PlayStation Now is currently available, customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC. Time-limited game trials will also be offered in this tier so customers can try select games before you buy. If I'm honest, game trials and demos should be available further up for their $6.99. Games are expensive. They've, they've put the prices up for the PS5 games to £70. £60? Something absurd. And I think actually when you're putting that much money down, demos should be available from, you know, day one and be available at a either free because you're playing a demo of the game. Let's be honest. That's, you know, and that price is £13.49. That's what that price is. 
So we've spoke about them, and the blog goes on to say that they're going to be dropping, you know, exclusives and different bits and pieces, but you're not getting any first-party exclusives with this PlayStation deal. I genuinely think in the current state of the world where people are really having to look after their money, I think it's a little bit on the pricey side. I genuinely do. Like, the $6.99 is not a problem, and you get your PlayStation Plus games. That's cool. Like, that's cool. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think what they're offering, for me personally, the PlayStation Plus Premium really doesn't kind of match up to what really is good value for money at the minute. Now, people will disagree with me, and that's my opinion. I still think at $7.99, uh, you've got a decent PC, you could get some seriously good experiences with Xbox Game Pass, but you know, we're in a world now where subscription-based services based on Netflix's price model is going to start coming out. Um, and with the experience of PlayStation now that I had in the past on PC, I genuinely don't think it's worth it. And seeing that PlayStation now, the only way you could do PlayStation now is to be signed into what looks to be the uh, PlayStation Plus Premium for me to be able to play PlayStation 4 games, PlayStation 5 games on my PC and the back catalogue, I've got to be paying in excess of, you know, £13 a month for a service that I've had already a bad experience on. Now, I'm just one guy here chatting what I chat. And, you know, I, you know, I, I think if you've got a PlayStation and the PlayStation is your primary console, then yeah, why not? I just think they could have done better with this. Uh, you know, on face value, I think it's uh, PlayStation. It's go, it's going to do well. People are going to sign up for it. You look at the Xbox, uh, the the Nintendo subscription. That's the worst value for money. If I had to, you know, tier value for money, these the three big. I would put the Xbox Game Pass up top. I would then put probably the PlayStation blog, and then this the PlayStation Plus, not PlayStation blog, and then I would put down below that somewhere deep the nintendo's 64 extra pack thing that costs stupid amount of money as well that's my opinion it's entirely up to you whether you agree with it or you don't i am just one person let me know what you think let me know if you're going to give it a try let me you know if you're going to go with it whether it's going to be your subscription service of choice does anybody remember e3 well it's been cancelled there you go. Simple as that. 14 hours ago, as of recording, E3 has been canned officially for 2022. Um, I've got an article here from Kotaku, and it goes, pour one out for world reveals, world exclusives. E3 won't happen at all this summer, the Entertainment Software Association said in the statement to Kotaku. This means, which was first reported by IGN, confirms what some observers anticipated would happen for 2022. Event organizers with the Entertainment uh, Software Association didn't plan on hosting an in-person event citing health concerns. From the then nascent Omicron variant back in January. I can't read. Though the org statement at the time never explicitly said the digital event wouldn't happen this year. And this is what this statement said. We previously announced that E3, uh, sorry, we previously announced that E3 would not be held in person in 2022 due to ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19. Today we announced that also there'll be no digital E3 showcase, the ESA said today. Instead, we'll devote our energy to resources delivering the revitalized physical and digital experience next summer. This is the second time in three years where the ESA hasn't held the annual Hype Fest in 2020 due to the pandemic. Organizers called it off. The event returned last year, albeit an all-digital affair. 
Rumours swirled as early as January that E3 wouldn't happen this year. It's a huge uh, blow as E3 struggles to stay relevant amid uh, proliferation and unaffiliated all digital events like Sony's regular State of Play showcase and Nintendo's immensely popular yet frustratingly sporadic direct streams. But it's in line with the trends around E3's dwindling relevance as publishers move away from one single week of hype and instead toward one-off events that happen throughout the year. I'm going to stop reading this article because I disagree with some of this, this stuff in here. I really am gutted that E3 has been canned. I think E3 is a phenomenal week. Um, I've never done the in-person stuff, but I think being able to sit at home and get hyped over games that won't release for five years, I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy VII, um, it was was great. Uh, there was a, a certain kind of like togetherness when it comes in the gaming world uh, with E3, and I think really that's going to be missing. Yes, we'll probably have Jeff Keighley's summer, you know, summer Games Fest, which is fine, um, and he always, you know was going to put something out there. Oh, he wasn't ever always, but, you know, since the Summer Games Fest by Jeff Keighley started, to rival something of E3. And that's all good. But I do miss, or I do wish that we did have an E3 this year. It's a great time for all the publishers that were going. I mean, Sony hasn't been for a few years now. Um, to announce it, yes, you had your awkward moments. Yes, you uh, slate the publishers that turn up when they haven't got anything to release. But it's all part of the spectacle of E3. I genuinely think this is a bad thing for business, bad thing for the gaming industry as a whole. Uh, yes, the state of plays and the Xbox showcases and the other digital events that go on are fine. I just think there should be one point in the year where we've got an absolute monstrous few days where we can all sit down as gamers and enjoy what is coming in the future. We are now in what they call, you know, the drought of it. You've had your first year, first quarter releases this year and now we're in the March, April, May. And I used to love this time of year where you kind of start whirling through some of your backlog, not that I ever complete games, but you whirl through your backlog and you take your time to really invest in, you know, some of the games up to June when you start seeing what's going to be coming out in the later part of the year as well. It's a real shame that E3 has been canned, but there you go, E3 has been announced as cancelled. Talking of other cancelled or delays, Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed to 2023. I think I called this in a Discord that I'm part of as a joke, uh, but it has been cancelled. As of um, recording, I think this was announced a couple of days ago, a day or so ago, Nintendo released a video on their YouTube channel basically stating that they need time to develop this, pushed it back to spring 2023. I have always said that the 2022 release date has been ambitious, but I do wonder now what we're going to get in its place. Nintendo seemed, since the Switch has been released, have very significant games releasing at certain times. So, for example, the year the Switch released, you had Breath of the Wild in the spring, you know, the March time with the console. You then had your, like, uh, October, your autumn release was Mario, Odyssey, and then Xenoblade Chronicles was December. You had three distinct times across the year where you had three blockbuster games. This year, for example, we've got in the spring was Kirby. Whether you class it as a blockbuster game or not, it's a very wholesome, cute, lovable game. That released uh, in the spring. You've then got Xenoblade Chronicles 3 releasing September, so their autumn release is that. But what's coming in December? Then you'll be smattered with other Nintendo games across the board. But Nintendo becoming an increasingly frustrating company to get behind just because they are. Um, 
with strange DMC takedowns and this constant need to be protecting everything that Nintendo does from taking down a 25-year-old guide that was published on the internet of Mario 64. The thing's not in print. It was just there for people to download. Yes, I don't condone that, but it's just Nintendo's very strange tactics. And currently the Switch is my primary console, my primary kind of games console. And that will change probably when my Steam Deck eventually arrives in October 2022 or past that. But there we are. What are, what are we thinking? I think I'm going to put a Twitter poll out actually after the show and talk about it next week of what could be Nintendo's December release. Their big release at the end of the year to bring in the Christmas. And are we thinking, are the Switch Pro rumors going to start swirling around six years after the original Nintendo Switch released? was already outdated when that dropped. It's been amazing to see what games we get on the Switch. But are we going to see that Switch Pro drop with Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever they're calling it? So there we go. Breath of the Wild 2 is been cancelled or delayed, not cancelled. It's been delayed, delayed. Um, there's not much more we can do about it. Spring 2023, guys. Spring 2023. Well, I thought I'd just finish off the news with some wholesome news, or not wholesome, but some funny news. Call of Duty player tries to prove he isn't cheating and accidentally proves he's cheating. A tournament winner who previously earned thousands has been exposed by himself. A Call of Duty Vanguard player accidentally revealed himself to be cheating while competing in an unofficial paid tournament this week. After drawing some suspicious about the legitimacy of his play, COD streamer Kenji apparently tried to prove he wasn't cheating by pointing, uh, at, pointing a webcam at his monitor and streaming during his 2v2 search and destroy match. Kenji's team won the 2v2, but his competitors, I am Sasuke and... I lovely decided to dispute the results with the tournament hosting service Checkmate Gaming. While reviewing Kenji's stream, Checkmate noticed something strange as shared on the clip on Twitter. At one point, Kenji's monitor cam plain shows, plainly shows that he's using wall hacks, a common cheat that lets you see enemies through walls. And you could tell by the floating rectangles that appear on screen, these those boxes are drawn around the enemy that Kenji tr can track across the map. And I've just watched the clip, and yet you can clearly see that they've got the uh, <laughs> the box, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, there are going to be people trying to defend him with saying it's a UI glitch, this, that, and the other. But it's a perfect box around an enemy, and he's being caught cheating. And I suspect he's going to lose some money. And it goes on here to say Kenji has been banned from Checkmate Gaming, where he appeared to apparently earn 4000 since late 2020. By playing COD. And if that wasn't enough, to uh, the college league Kenji competed in, uh, competed in, called uh, the college league that Kenji competed in, sorry, issued uh, a perma ban and disqualified him, his and other four teammates representing Grand Canyon University in the league. The league announced its decision this morning on its official Discord server. Kenji is permanently banned from the CCL and statement reads Grand Canyon University is disqualified from the rest of the uh, 2020 2022 season and postseason. All GCU players listed below that compete alongside Kenji are banned until the beginning of the 2023 season. And the article goes on and on and on to say more about it. But there you go. Don't cheat because or don't try and prove that you're not cheating while cheating. One of the dumbest things I've probably seen today in gaming. Well, no, I've seen dumber, but there we are. That is Kenji caught cheating because he decided to show his A. Tried to show his cam screen. Yeah. 
and that's all we got time for this week, guys. It's a shorter show. I apologise. It's uh, not my normal format to only talk for a good twenty or so minutes. I just wanted to cover the news and get something out uh, because it's been a you know a bit a bit stressful around here. Uh, listen to next week's episode. Hopefully, coming out next Tuesday, uh, I'm going to be talking about my Road to Rank series coming to YouTube and podcasting here on Desert Island Games. You'll be able to get the early episodes on Patreon. I'm currently going through the format of how I want to record it. Um, yeah, so if you want to support me over at Patreon, patreon.com slash Desert Island Games, where you'll be able to get my road to ranked uh, in Pokemon uh, online. Got some funny stuff to do with that. Uh, we're also going through our Nuzlocke at the minute. I haven't played a lot of games this week. It's just not been happening for me in game terms. I just haven't had the time, haven't had the real chance to sit down and play many games. And I've got some new videos planned for my YouTube channel, that next game coming very, very soon. So thank you once again for supporting me. Follow me on Twitter at that chap zap, get in touch with the show. Wherever you listen to the show, please do get in touch with me. Let me know your thoughts on the news this week. I apologize. I sound bunged up. Apologize. It sounds a little bit kind of all over the place, just purely on the basis that I am full of cold. But until next time, guys, stay safe and just keep on gaming. Bye-bye.